Hello, everyone. This is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it and believes it. I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end-time word. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. We're so glad to be back with you again today. And we've got more news today from Uganda. It's just a country we just keep going back to because more and more things keep happening. As you know, we've been following the awakening that's going on there, and our brother Fred Chienji, who has been at the heart of that from the very beginning. So we've got Brother Fred here uh, on the podcast today with an interview that can bring us up to date on the latest on that wonderful situation that's going on in Uganda. We want to welcome back Brother Fred Chienji who is no stranger to the podcast, but has been with us before, very much used of the Lord there in Uganda. Brother Fred, welcome back. I trust all is well with you and the family and with the church there in Uganda. Thank you so much, my dear brother Tim. Yes, I'm so much grateful to receive me back on this podcast platform. Greetings to all the saints around the world. As Brother Tim has said, I'm Pastor Frederick Chienji, here from Uganda. Shalom to you around the world. Brother Fred, we're always amazed at how God opens the doors for you there in Uganda. And lately, you've just baptized over 300 people there. And from a, a church that God opened the door to in a new area. Um, first of all, how did you get in touch with these people and how, how did they come in contact with you? Uh, first of all, we glorify God for the message of the hour through our dear prophet William Marion Branham because this message has made us preachers of the day, as I can say. Uh, of recent, that was around, the, that was Thursday, uh, 25th August, we responded to a long awaited invitation to visit Namagera. This is a place between the two borders of districts uh, of uh, Kayunga district and the uh, Kamuri district. And uh, so when we visited there, after almost a day answering the questions from the Pentecostal denominational believers, at the end of that day, we baptized around 325 members. As you remember, my dear brother Tim, there is a woman from a place in Kayunga district. This woman, when you last visited us, you met her. She is called Monica Milembe. This woman was a Pentecostal preacher. But when we gave her the message, this woman uh, surrendered the church to the message. And we helped the church members after baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we helped them to have a preacher. Uh, as per moment, 
and this preacher is doing well the woman is uh, under subordinacy in that church but again this woman has started contacting her former churches because she was a kind of a bishop as i could say in the pentecostal denomination now he speaks she speaks to these churches connecting those members to us so that we go and tell them what the woman saw and as a result we organized this meeting through her when she connected us to those people in that area. Yes, Kamuri District is the name that you shared with me previously. And, and it is simply amazing how that the power of the word is so real that a woman in such a, a position of authority and uh, yet with a real desire to serve God. You know, Brother Branham talks about it in the beginning of the Hebrews chapter 3 message. Uh, he talks about how that it's a wonderful how people will walk in obedience to the Word of God no matter how much it costs them. Brother Brenham's exact words are, as he talks about Sister Rosella, he says, it's wonderful to know to seek after the will of God. Sometimes we have a feeling, but we want to carry that feeling into places if you don't watch, the devil will take that feeling and pervert it into something. But as long as we stay in the Bible, then we're right, you see. We're moving right with the will of God. Yes, these are the two districts, Kayunga and Kamuli, where they join together. That's where there is a place called Namagera. As I have said, three pastors of that area, that is Pastor Muereza, Pastor Seguja, and uh, a woman pastor, she is called Asha. These people, uh, they came twice to our pastor's meeting at Seta, just through that woman, Lady Monica, who first brought them to here. So they all came together in this town this time. Uh, they came together with their believers after uh, a long time calling us, calling us. So when they came together, after Monica has told them that he called him to come to your uh, congregations so that he can speak to those people, because there was some kind of uh, doubting in the believers, they wanted us to help them to discuss with those groups of people. Now, starting the day, we had a little antagonism with the Pentecostal leaders who wanted to stop the meeting. You see, these Pentecostals, they have some cliques. They make themselves so that they say, call themselves governing people. Uh, these leaders uh, are recognized by the government that they have their oneness, the way they join themselves together. Now, these people, when they heard that I was coming, so they organized and they came to disrupt the meeting. But later, I was told that when they uh, contacted the RDC, that is the residential district commissioner of that area. The RDC asked them the name of the preacher. And I was told, because I, don't, I cannot confirm this, I didn't hear for myself. But the commissioner told them that he knows me, and our gospel is a good gospel. However, for me as a person, I don't know the, the person of that area, as the RDC, the district commissioner. But by God's grace, the man told them, leave Chinja alone. I know him. I've ever met him. His gospel is good. So when we heard that, we continued, and these people disappeared. 
and in this kind of uh, changing words, other people in the area also joined them, other denominational believers. That's how the number grew up. And many, in fact, now these days, we are going to go back there very soon. We are preparing to go back there to find us because there are some other churches who wants to see us. These churches want to see us so that we meet and discuss. That's how things w went. God bless you. You know, this is one of my burdens, Brother Fred, that uh, the Lord has laid on my heart, is there's several of these, even previously, these sisters who have been faithful to receive the word and have themselves stepped down from uh, positions of leadership, and which was their financial well-being also. And uh, we have uh, started a fund here for... Uh, for these sisters, and we hope to be able to help them. And for the listeners, um, why don't you just share with them the hardship that some of these sisters go through when they step down from the ministry to because of the truth of the light of the hour striking their hearts? Uh, well, I'm so happy to hear that you really understand the hardships through which these women preachers go through after accepting this truth. May God bless you, and may the Lord bless whoever will join us uh, in helping these people to start their new life. I am happy to hear that. Now, uh, when these sisters believe they ought to surrender to the, the parapets to marry ministers, the first thing to challenge them is a daily living cost. In this, I mean that there is probably no income to sustain their families because, you know, they have been used to simple life where they stay to churches a full-time, you know, calling themselves full-time ministers, receiving tithes and offerings from the flocks. But now they have to start or to look for something else to do. Some are parents, these are women, are parents with the children to go to school. And when they put down everything, that means that their children will not go to school or to find somewhere to get the school fees. And some, they are with the children who need to take care of, whereby they don't have a bread to put at the table for them. Some, if they have husbands who fail to see this, at times you may find out that their, family, their, their, their marriage can even be broken. Because husbands will leave them and say they have joined the cult. You know, there are some bold women, uh, women like uh, Nakafero. Uh, these, these ladies, they left even the husbands and they started new life. The husband left them because of the message. Yet the woman is now there without a husband. She said, I cannot go back. However, in all this, you know, when they get these problems, the first refuge to run to will be the person who has preached them the gospel. But I thank God that, Brother Tim, you decided to work with us in this work. Uh, these women sometimes are chased from the houses where they are renting, especially those who are, who are at, in downtown. Those people, sometimes they are chased, and at times they go back to villages, and you fail to, when you fail to trace them, you fail to give them a helping hand, some they backslide. But we thank God that, that we have a number of them that now have stayed and we move with them well. Women like this sister I've, I've mentioned, Sister Monica Mirembe, uh, preacher, the former preachers like Sister Aisha, 
a woman like a Kwagala. We have that sister Nakafero. And uh, there is also Sister Businge uh, uh, Provia. These women, they were preachers with platforms, and they surrendered them. They are going through hardships. But uh, as you see, Brother Tim, you have been helping, and even ourselves here, we try our level best to see that they don't back a slide. And many criticisms around that thing, when the women left the, the, the platform, they put it on you, that you have taken them, as you know. To mention but a few, but those are the few hardships they go through. So we thank God that they stand, those who can stand. Now I know that the message coming into this new area, the uh, people that are in that area, the elders in the established church have been against it and have questioned the pastor, why he allowed the message, why his particular, he allowed, as they say, Chienji to come into that area. And now Chienji is not the message of the hour, but uh, Chienji is certainly, the, we call it the badger skin that God is standing behind, speaking to the people over there at this particular time. And so why don't you share with the people some of the opposition that they've encountered there? Uh, well, you are right. Chinji is just a badger skin. And he is now like a speckled bird, mostly in the central Uganda. The denomination sometimes send their spies to intimidate those who receive us in their areas. And of recent, a group of 50 ministers, uh, where we were at Namagera, those Pentecostal ministers, when we left that area of Namagera, after two days, they called Pastor Seguja, one of the pastors who invited us. They called him to interrogate him, and they agreed him on my visit. Later, they warned him to use their powers to chase him out of that, that, that town of Namagera. And on top of that, he had registered his church in their organization, and he was, was one of the leaders in that organization in that area. However, they have excommunicated now they have excommunicated him from that organization. And as per now, even the church land, where, because he was registered there, he is now chased away from that church. Because as per now, uh, he is renting in a school for church services since we left there. But the man is borrowed. He has accepted the message boldly. I can't say that even my, uh, my life is in danger because now, for me, I know it is dripping with, uh, dripping with the blood. But always people, uh, when we are moving, they fall my car in a manner of uh, threatening, threatening us so that maybe we fear and run away. But we are hiding in the rock. We can't be moved because we know that the gospel is dripping with the blood and there is no way how we can run away from it. God bless you. Yes, Brother Fred, we have committed you fully into the hands of God, knowing that he's spared your life thus far, not just from the enemies of the gospel, but also from the health conditions that the devil would try to put upon your life. You're always in our prayers, and we do stand behind you. I think you told me previously that you're expecting over 100 ministers to come for a Bible study, and things are being arranged, and uh, that's wonderful. And we appreciate what God is doing there. I know every time I come, 
and visit with you there in Uganda. I speak to hundreds of new ministers that have come into the light of the message of the hour. It's always amazing, and we thank God for the continuation of the word going forth. One of the things that we're also thrilled about is getting uh, books, uh, Bibles, uh, Church Age books, uh, and now the Hebrew series books, which, as I record this, is right now clearing customs in Uganda. And we've got 10,000 of each and 20,000 of the Bibles that are going to be released into our hands there in Uganda. And we're just thrilled about getting that to the people directly. And we trust that God will use it abundantly to ground the people in the word and take them further in revelation in their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure, it was, sure it was almost beyond expectation. Although we were troubled with the uh, down power on that day, some storm, you know, troubled us and people didn't come much in the rain. But again, the number was beyond the expectation because uh, almost 160 pastors were recorded in our file here, among which the new pastors even gave us the invitation which we have to consider in the near, the near future. So it was a wonderful meeting. Uh, on top of that, also, there came some non-believers, non-denominational believers, a witch doctor also joined us, who also had joined us recently in the past meetings, but this time came to surrender his witchcrafts, and we burnt them. I will send you the picture, and you'll see it. So he also surrendered the message of the hour, and we are going to, st to start fellowshipping with him in our churches. Uh, concerning the Bible, the books, we feel thrilled to hear that more message books are coming in for these new pastors and their ministries. We are happy because I've been talked, uh, telling them about the Hebrew book, the seven church ages, those who didn't receive, they are now happy that they are going to receive it. And the seal book, and those who didn't receive the Bibles, especially the new uh, pastors, uh, they are happy to hear that they, these books are coming in and they are coming in a great number. However, this number is not enough for them, as I will be, I will be telling you, because uh, these books so far, the believers are around the 70,000 now, if I'm not mistaken, more than 70,000 believers, the new message believers who from Pentecostal denominations. So we are always, we'll be always sure, make sure that we supply them person to person in their localities, to see those who have not received yet. And uh, I believe if you happen to come to Uganda this time, you'll witness new more believers, a number of them. And if you happen to come um, of a view that you organize from different areas uh, where they can come and fellowship in uh, large numbers, because they will be happy to receive you. Only pastors will be great in number, but again, if you visit the churches, it will be wonderful. You witness it yourself. God bless you, my dear brother. And thank you for the support. We thank those who are giving, giving us the helping hand in acquiring those books, the message books. God bless you. Now, Brother Fred, um, I know we've talked about this subject before, but there are a number of churches that are being built right now in Uganda in the area where you have been working, six of them, six more of them are being built. And uh, so why don't you just share with us the 
um, the appreciation of the people when uh, they receive these shelters after they've been kicked out of their denomination for receiving the message of the hour. The pastors, the congregations have no place to worship, sometimes under a tree, sometimes under a tarp, sometimes in the open air, subject to the elements, and now they have uh, a shelter. And now they have at least a rudimentary shelter that they can come together and worship and feed on the Word of God. Well, God bless you, my dear brother Tim. It's not only the pastors and their flocks that are happy, even myself as a person, I feel so much happy and helped with if these, when these pastors receive their new home fellowships. If I can tell you that I can convey their gratitude, words will fail me. These pastors, these people, who at times have been fellowshipping under the trees, tree sheds, some of them, sometimes they brave the hot sun, the heavy rain down, down, uh, rain down powers. At times, they have, uh, they have even no hope to acquire a shelter or buying a land. And when they hear that somebody has come in to help them, these people, really, they get so much happy. Let me tell you one day when they had, when they had called me to dedicate their new shelter. They made two lines on the roadsides to welcome us. And when I heard this, I didn't feel to take this honor that they wanted to give me. So I sent them somebody to stop it, but in vain. So I hired a motorcycle and put on a jacket and an element to camouflage myself. And I passed by them until I reached their church on the platform at the parapet when they didn't recognize me. And we sent some people to call them over that I am already at the, par the parapet and we are praising the Lord. So they waited for my vehicle looking through the vehicle, but it was empty. And they happened to find me on the platform preaching the gospel. They felt that they have not given me a welcome, but I was happy that uh, I didn't take the glory of the Lord to, uh, from those people. I explained to them. And these are people who are so much happy and thrilled when they hear that somebody is giving a helping hand. Because for them, most of these people, the genuine ones, when they see, receive the message, they are so much happy to get the, the true word because they have been deceived for many years. Now when they see that somebody who is helping them to give them the spiritual food has again helped them physically, they feel so much happy. I cannot explain their gratitude. God bless you. Well, thank you for trying, Brother Fred. I understand. It is heart-touching to us who do not know such poverty and uh, inability of people to raise up their own structure. And many of them have poured their lives into these structures that denominations have kicked them out of. But what little bit we can do to help them uh, we surely do try and do that. And in conjunction with that, they, the, some of the places they need latrines. And I, I will share with the people, we, we put some effort forth in the, some of the places that are more uh, towards municipalities and villages and things. They, they, the local council requires them to have a, a functional latrine for health conditions, obviously, to be able to worship there. 
those latrines are about $1,500 a piece to build. And I think there are quite a number of churches now, after we've built quite a number of latrines in some of the shelters, with some of the shelters we've built, but now they're waiting for some of these new churches to receive latrines to be able to worship there. Brother Fred, uh, what's what do you say about this? Uh, well, first of all, I want to appreciate God for the work I've done, acquiring them a shelter at Taimos, uh, which is very expensive, not even at Taimos, but this is very expensive. But you, you may find that those ones who are completely without no uh, place for, fel for fellowship, when the moment they see a shelter, they will try to put up a temporary latrine so that they can use the place. But in many instances, authorities stops them uh, from using that, that church premises because their sanitary corners are not on standard. So in this, we are just looking at, up at unto God for the completion of these latrines so that they can use their church premises properly. We are praying for you, Brother Tim, also. Just by way of follow-up, uh, of course, everybody was thrilled to hear the report of the great move of God over Easter and how the Lord turned around the circumstances and situations in Nansana there. And we're thrilled about that. How is the church doing? I know there's a lot of new converts there and certainly look forward to seeing them and, and being with them, Lord willing, when I'm in Uganda. And we know that there is more to do. Yes, you are very true. To me, Nansana campaign was so tremendous. And as for me, as I can say, it was the best gospel campaign I have ever witnessed in Uganda. A number of people came to that crusade, and even after the gospel campaign, a number of people are still coming to the church, whereby uh, we are even thinking of expanding that church center because the number is growing. Amidst all the fighting is the struggle with the Pentecostal denominations. And I felt happy when you think of visiting that place at your coming. We are expecting you to be with us at Nansana when you come. I will be informing them that you have mentioned about the visiting them when you come. Uh, the church as per now is now in the midst of grievous wolves, as I can say, because as you remember, the other Pentecostal denominations, how they came to challenge us, on top of that, uh, we've got another new Pentecostal group which has brought a, a, a church set up and they have put their temporary set also just close to our church. 20 meters. When I say 20 meters, that is around 60 feet. 20 meters from our church. These people have huge, mas mas uh, great capacity machines which they used sometimes to disrupt our church uh, meetings. But all the same, we cannot move away from that place because we feel God planted us there. Always they challenge our church members. They told them that their uh, intention of coming there is to stop the new group of the Branham, uh, the, they call us Branhamites, as you know them, 
uh, led by Pastor Chiinji. They are coming in Kampala. They want to stay here in Kampala. So they have come to kick us out. They want to stop us from being there. But Nasana is doing very well, and we trust God it will continue blossoming. Well, that certainly gives our listeners something to pray about. We'll be remembering that in prayer, Brother Fred, and the God who has delivered you thus far will continue to uh, reign victorious over every manner of unbelief that would try and stop his elected seed from receiving the message of the hour. Brother Fred, I know you've got a lot of invitations, a lot of things that are currently going on. Uh, Maybe you'd like to share with us, with our listeners, some of the things that are currently happening since these events and ongoing in your country, in the area there that you minister in, in Uganda. Uh, Yes, my dear brother. Uh, We are receiving a lot of calls everywhere around our country and even beyond the country, Uganda. Uh, I can call this Macedonian calls everywhere, as I could say. You see, once you preach to a, a group of people or a church and you convert them to the message of the hour, then that group will testify and witness to others, and the others tell the others. At times, these people, because for them they feel like they are novices, they will always want to persuade you to go and visit their places, thinking that you are the only person who can convince them. However, we have tried in some areas to send some other people who are now look to be mature, uh, kind of, you know, they have longer stayed with us. We send them there to go. But there are some big places where uh, we also want to go. Places like Masindi, it is very far in Western Uganda. Chiriandongo, we have got some two pastors already there. But again, for them, they are not, you know, they, don't, they are not sure for themselves that they can do the work. Always they keep calling, we have organized, but it is a longer journey. And we have to put up there, maybe we can spend there three days. And it is a little bit expensive. Areas like uh, Nakasongola, Mbale, Lukungiri, Eastern Uganda areas, uh, you know, Arua, those are, that is Northern Uganda. All those areas, even in Kalamoja, we have some calls there. But some areas we cannot reach there as per now. We are praying to God that will enable us to do what we can do. And then after we are, when we are done, God will continue with the revival himself with other group of people. That's what I can say. I will be in Uganda, Lord willing, in a couple of months. I trust to be there in the month of November and uh, visiting some of these places and uh, seeing firsthand the things that the Lord is doing there. We trust that God will make a way for us there if the Lord tarries that long as we look for every predestinated seed in Uganda. So God bless you, Brother Fred. Thank you for being with us today on the podcast. Yes, welcome. Welcome, my dear brother. We are eagerly waiting for your coming. And uh, as I feel, we can't wait for that November to come. And uh, we are waiting for you to come, my dear brother. Welcome, welcome. We'll be moving around. Shalom to you, shalom to everybody. Brother Tim, just listening carefully as Brother Chienji explains the situation there, and, you know, the revival's been going on, the awakening's been going on, and that the needs that have come out of that, we've been trying to help and support. 
from all those past gains. But then here's Brother Fred talking about the new areas, the new open doors, the new places that they can go to. And we know that those are worthy things to do. It always bears fruit, but it, of course it's going to result in more needs. And uh, it's a little bit humbling to me to understand the sacrifice that receiving this word might mean to brothers and sisters in other places, how they might lose their churches, lose their livelihood, lose their homes, but praise the Lord, it's worth it to them, and they won't regret it when they get to the other side, I'm sure. That's so true, Brother Mark, the other side. You know, we heard in the podcast today of the joy of the saints in receiving help whether it be through receiving message books, Bibles, and especially church shelters, which we're so happy that we can help them. But the joy that they have in these things, being helped in this temporal realm, can never be compared to the joy that we'll have when we get to the other side. They only are beginning to realize through the light of the hour the importance of this message in clothing them for the wedding supper, preparing the bride with rapturing faith to be quickened in the moment in the twinkling of an eye to be caught out of here. There's so much going on in the spiritual realm that sometimes these, when we get distracted by these natural needs, uh, we can lose sight of that, but we, we never want to lose sight of that. The spiritual is that which is of the most important value, or maybe we could say the highest value. You know, Jesus said, and how true it is, the poor you have always with you. The temporal needs of the poverty of the people of this world, because of sin, because of selfishness in so many levels, uh, it seems to be inexhaustible. But one thing for sure, there'll be no poverty over on the other side. There'll be no poor people. There'll be no missionary offerings. There'll be no need for building shelters and other things that go with that. So we're so looking forward to that time. But until then, every effort, everything that we supply and everything that everybody puts their shoulder towards the wagon with us, so to speak, to move this great cause of the Lord Jesus Christ forward has one purpose in mind, is that, and that is the rapture. That is, we would gather the bride together around the revealed word of the hour to be caught away just at any time, it seems like, from this world and the destruction that will befall this world and be, to be gathered together on the other side. What a rejoicing it will be then then the temporal needs will be no more. And we'll just be glad and rejoicing at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So God bless you. God bless you, each and every one. Appreciate your labors, Brother Mark, and putting this all together. And I appreciate the support of everybody that hears this and, and is supportive of the work both in Uganda and in many other places of the world. So God bless you until the next podcast. Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. 
This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next... Believers Faith Challenge Report Podcast.